Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins, the podcast where we anticipate an experience with the Lord on each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening today, and my prayer is that you will be strengthened, encouraged, and challenged in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen. The primary purpose for this podcast is to be a source of inspirational truth that will awaken a deeper hunger within you for the fire of God to burn brighter and hotter in your life. Leviticus 6.12 says, The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. This Old Testament verse spoke into the sacrificial burnt offering system of the temple, and it also reflects the fact that we as the bride of Christ are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that will help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame. This is Keith Collins, and I am blessed to know that you're listening again this week. We pray that um, you're being encouraged, that you're being challenged, that the Lord is speaking to you week in and week out as you listen to this podcast and let me encourage you from the outset here today if you have not um, liked the podcast if you've not subscribed to it if you've not written a review if you could do that that would be an amazing thing and the reason is that by doing that it actually gives us the ability to impact and to reach more listeners which is really what this is all about it's not about you know, me just recording um, podcasts or, you know, supplying maybe messages that I preach around the country or the world or even doing the interviews that we do from time to time just to do it. But really, our heart is to make an impact on the lives of those that are listening. So if you could do that, if you could rate us, um, hopefully a five-star rating, but if you could do that and again, subscribe and then write a review for this podcast, then again, that's just a huge blessing, and it really does help us to to reach more people. Well, this week, I want to talk to you about something that has really been a theme that has really stirred in my heart for years. As some of you know, I have spent many years training leaders, over 20 years, really training missionaries, pastors, church planters, um, those Um, that will go into the marketplace and make an impact for the kingdom through the business world. Um, You know, evangelists, apostles, prophets, teachers, worship leaders. I've been involved in school, ministry school type settings. I was blessed to teach at the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry in Pensacola, Florida, and eventually became the, the president there. I also was the director of Fire School of Ministry in Charlotte, North Carolina for several years. And over the years, you know, we had hundreds and hundreds of students come through. And, you know, one of the joys of my life was to pour into them. Now, I'm still doing this on different levels and in different ways. Oftentimes when I'm out traveling, I'm spending time with church leaders or church elders and I'm teaching and training as well as you know doing some stuff um, online via zoom even doing some stuff in the here in the near future here we'll all actually be doing some some live teaching in another college 
Bible-type college setting. And then, you know, we've got some things that we're working on through Generation Impact Ministries that we're really trying to provide the local church with resources regarding curriculum, implementation, um, you know, academic types, um, calendar stuff, just, just trying to help the local church train up leaders within their own community or fellowship, which we believe is vitally important, especially in this hour that we live in. So with all of that being said, today I want to talk to you about what I'm going to simply call embracing and stewarding a God-given vision embracing and stewarding, or we could say managing, a God-given vision. Now, let me just say this before I I read some verses out of 1 Timothy today. Um, About a year and a half ago, my wife and I, after being in ministry for 35 years, 35 plus years, we, we felt the call of God upon our lives to to initiate or to start a fellowship or a family of leaders. Um, These leaders consist of pastors, church planners, missionaries, business people, um, you know, different type of leaders. But we really felt like that the Lord was stirring our hearts to to create or to develop a a family or a community of of leaders with the call of God upon their lives to really make an impact in this generation. So we call this this group um, Impact Global Fellowship, and I want to give you our website and invite you to um, to visit it. Our website is impactgf.org. That's the word impact letter G, the letter F, dot org. Again, that stands for Impact Global Fellowship. But if you you visit that website, you can read our heart. And we've had several people join us over the last year and a half. And we're excited to see what God is doing. Again, we are in no way a denomination or anything like that. But we're really a fellowship of, of people that are radically in love with Jesus, that have a passion to see the law saved, to see disciples made, to see church planted, church churches planted around the world, to see um, kingdom resources through the business world or the marketplace utilized to fund the the last day's great harvest of souls. So, so these are the things that really burn in our heart, along with the fact that we have a deep, deep, love for for those called of God, those anointed of God. And again, if you're a child of God, you're called and you're anointed. So this is for you today. And we just have such a such a love for them. You know, we've been in ministry for several dec or, or several years, over three decades, and we've planted churches or a church. We have um pastored churches is what I meant to say. We've you know, we've directed Bible colleges. I, I, I've done international ministry. I've, I've ministered in 37 nations around the world. And I want to say that I have seen some of the challenges that leaders face that, um, you know, individuals come against or if couples come against because of the call of God upon their lives. And, you know, I, I'm not going to try to hide something from you, but But I want you to understand that whenever God calls you, when God anoints you, when God instills a vision into your heart, then you better believe that you become a target for the enemy because the enemy realizes that you are a threat to his kingdom, to his purposes. And therefore, oftentimes we we see, we read about, 
and um, and even we experience ourselves great, great, great battles. And I remember a leader one time from Scotland. He talked about the battle that sometimes you incur, and he said sometimes it's as if the claws of the enemies come down against your soul and you run red with blood in the midst of the battle. And I thought that was a, an accurate description as we have battled um, demons, we have battled challenges, circumstances, um, hopelessness financial challenges i mean if you're called of god then chances are you know exactly what i'm talking about and again i believe you're all called of god you might not all be called to pastor a church or to be an apostle or whatever but you're all leaders in some form or another if you're a child of god and then again there are those that are called to fivefold um, leadership apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers and there are those that that god anoints with business acumen or business skills and god calls them to build a successful business in order to advance the kingdom or to bless the kingdom so so these are all leadership type roles and and again um with every one of these callings there is a vision that i believe the lord instills in our hearts and and it's almost like it begins to own you right it's like when I knew that I was called of God, I was a teenager, um, saved out of you know some foolishness, drugs and alcohol, like a lot of teenagers get into. And I was saved in, in 1985, and it was into rock and roll and a lot of different things like that. And and the Lord radically changed my heart. Now. I immediately felt this call of God. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't understand it completely, but I knew that I had to tell people what Jesus had done in my life. And then I began to feel this burning passion to preach the gospel, man. I I knew that this was who I was. I didn't know how it would happen. Um, but God gave me a vision, and the vision began to, I'll put it this way, possess me. It owned me. So what did I do, man? I, I began to fast. I began to pray. Some friends of mine down in Florida, we were we were radically saved around the same time. I and mean, we began to pray all night, and we began to experience the power of God. And we would go to the streets of Tallahassee, Florida. We'd go to Florida State University and preach to the students and oftentimes getting mocked and everything else. But, man, we were so on fire for God. We were burning with a vision. And then a couple of friends of mine and I, we saved up enough money somehow. I don't even know how we got the money, but but anyhow, there was a Army Navy store, uh, one of these stores that sell you know, Army equipment and all that kind of stuff. And we went up to Tallahassee, Florida. I remember on Tennessee Street to the Army Navy store, Army Navy surplus store, and we were able to buy us a tent. It was a small tent. Um, it was actually an old mess hall tent. I remember it even had like a hole in the top where they would stick a stovepipe through, um, you know, back whenever they might have been using this type of tent in the military. But this tent was it was green canvas tent, had wooden poles, and I think we could probably put maybe 80 to 100 people in it. We got us some chairs. We found us an electric piano, and, uh, man, we just we were hungry for Jesus and put our little tent up in different parts of North Florida, and begin to preach Jesus. And the reason I'm telling you this is that we were possessed with a vision. It wasn't an idea. It wasn't um, a cool thing to do. But it became something that consumed our passions. We knew that God had called us to preach the gospel. And whatever it took, 
we were willing to do it. If we had to make money to make it happen, if what if we had to ask people to help us, I remember um, there were times whenever we would literally plug our little extension cord up to somebody's house and use their front yard or something like that. Um, again, we were consumed, we were owned by this vision from the Lord. And as I'm saying this, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. After that, I got married not too long after that. And, you know, as a very young, young man, my wife and I began to travel and preach. And the Lord just began to open doors for us. And, man, one Sunday we'd be down in South Florida, um, maybe in the Miami area. The next week we'd be up in near Columbus, Ohio, or maybe over in West Virginia or Virginia or Georgia. I mean, we were, we were, we were hungry for God and we knew that God had called us to make a difference in our generation. And this, this vision just began to, again, possess me. And, and I knew that if I did not do what God had called me to do, that I would be a miserable, miserable, miserable person. And let me, let me say that, um, and this is, this is challenging to say, but I want to say this because I think it's important for you to hear. And some of you maybe are at this place in your life. And I want to um, challenge you and I want to encourage you with this reality. There are many people that have a calling of God upon their lives. And it might be to start a business. It it might be to what I mean to work with a company and to be um, you know, to be an evangelist there. In other words, to reach that, that corporation. But it might be to be a missionary. Maybe God's called you to um to plant a church. Maybe God's called you to to live a life of deep intercessory prayer accompanied with fasting in order to make a difference in your generation. Maybe God's called you to reach out to the homeless or maybe to adopt children. There there are many things that God will give you a vision for. However, I have met too many people, and this breaks my heart, that we're not faithful to steward or to manage the vision that God had given them. And they come to the end of their lives with um, regret, with sadness, um, even oftentimes depression because they never fulfill the call of God upon their lives. And I remember I was preaching several years ago, and um, as I was preaching, I made this statement or I'll paraphrase. I don't know exactly what I said, but I know that it was in this vein here. I said, I don't want to come to the end of my life and have on my epitaph, on my tombstone, the words, what if. In other words, what I was saying is, I don't want to come to the end of my life and look back and say, what if I would have been faithful to prayer? What if I would have lived for eternity and not for the temporal pleasures of this world that dissipate so quickly? What if I would have reached out to that person that God stirred my heart to share the gospel with? What if I would have planted that church? What if I would have went to that nation that God consumed my heart with as a young person and told me to forsake the creature comforts of my own nation and to go to a land and to minister the gospel to the lost, to those that did not know Jesus? What if I would have been faithful to start that that 
business when God gave me that idea because I knew that God had called me to maybe to put thousands or maybe even hundreds of thousands or millions into the ministry, into fulfilling the Great Commission and reaching the lost and making disciples. I, I said, I don't want to come to the to the end of my life and that be the, the question or that be the 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 phrase that that deserved to be on my tombstone what if i want to know that i've been faithful to the call of god i want to know that the vision that god gave me was not just a sunday morning vision that it wasn't just a vision that i would put on and and take off like like a shirt or like a pair of shoes but it would be something that would so consume my life that that I would live in such a way that I would ask the Lord to Lord search me investigate the steps that I'm taking may I know that I'm being faithful to the call of God and to the vision that you have given me that that I would be found as Paul said worthy of the call of God worthy of the vision that God has given me. And again, um, I, I, I'm sad to say that I have met people, more than a few, in, in the 35 plus years of ministry. Now, I have come across people that allowed maybe bitterness, maybe sin, could have been adultery. And I say that because I, I know some of those people that allowed adultery to stop the call of God upon their lives. Those that how had unforgiveness and a root of bitterness set in and and even though they were called of God they allowed that offense turn into bitterness and that root contaminated them like a cancer when it metastasizes it it influenced everything about them and and they couldn't even pray anymore they couldn't worship anymore and they were just bitter to the end and some of these have these experiences at the very end of their lives where they are so full of regret and thankfully it does lead to repentance and they have eternal life but what did their life mean on this earth what was the impact that they had on their small little increment of time you see my friend the way that we live out the vision and the call of god upon our lives is not just about us it has a collateral effect there are people that god has called you to reach today there are people that that god has called you to impact today there are people that the lord has anointed your hands to touch to lay hands on there are people that the lord has anointed your intelligence and your business ability to reach through being faithful to that call of god to have that kingdom business that will reach across the miles to reach the lost and to make disciples and to plant churches there are those that god's called you to pastor to be a shepherd to them to lay down your life for them as Jesus laid down his life for us. There are homeless people that await your love, that await the power of deliverance through your hands and through your voice as you're anointed of God to break the curses of sin and death and addiction and demonic bondage over their lives. You see, my friend, being faithful to the vision that God gives you is not about you per se. It's about those that God has called you to reach through obedience and through faithfulness. I ask this question to you today as you're listening 
wherever you're at. Again, we're reaching people in over 100 nations, and we're reaching thousands of people a month. But wherever you're at, and you could be in the stage, you could be on your job right now, you could be driving down the road in, in your home, in your kitchen, wherever you're at, are you being faithful to the vision that God has given you? This is not about condemnation. This is about realization. Um, and if conviction comes, then, then praise God. Holy Spirit, convict us. Convict me. Are we being faithful? I'm asking Keith Collins now to. Are we being faithful to this short little period of time that we have? We might only have a day left, maybe 10 years if the Lord tears. Who knows? I, I saw a dear man, I believe from the state of West Virginia, 104 years old and praying over the little shoeboxes that he would send through Franklin Graham's Samaritan's Purse Ministry. And I looked at this guy, 104 years old, and that's that's a ripe old age. But however, such a small amount of time compared to eternity. Are we being faithful to the years that God has called us to walk out our vision? Are we being faithful to our children, to our grandchildren? to the generations that are coming up behind us? Can they look at our lives and say, listen, she was faithful, he was faithful to prayer, to holiness, to purity of heart. He didn't live in compromise. He didn't just do enough to get by to where his church thought he was a holy preacher or maybe her prayer group thought she was a great intercessor. But aside or away from the production and the performance of Christianity, there was no faithfulness there. There was no rooted um, foundation in true faithfulness unto the Lord. You see, my friend, You've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. We got one shot at this. There, there's no rewind button on life. There's no rewind button on your destiny, on the vision that God has given. You've got one opportunity. I'm, I'll be 53 years old in, in less than a month now. And, um, and that time has gone by very, very quickly. I don't know how many more years I've got on this earth. I don't know how many more years before the Lord returns. But I'll tell you this, um, the only thing that really matters to me right now is faithfulness unto the Lord, which of course incorporates faithfulness to my family, my wife, all that kind of stuff. But, but listen, I think you know what I'm saying. I got one opportunity to do what God's called me to do. My, my heart is burning with a passion to make Jesus known in my generation, to reach the lost at any cost, to make disciples, to stir leaders, individuals in the body of Christ, to burn with eternal passion for Jesus, to where they will not get distracted, disoriented. They would not be dumbed down by the spirit of religion or the, the, the antichrist spirit that's destroying our nation and our world and that's having such an impact on the church. Listen, if we're not faithful to the vision that God has given us, if we're not faithful to walk in what God has called us to walk in, friend, then my friend, the collateral effect of that can be tragic. I'm challenging you in love today. Steward the call of God upon your life. You might say, man, I've, I'm too old, it's too late. No, it's not. 
Humble yourself before. If you need to repent, then find a friend, find a place of repentance. God is faithful. He's just to forgive. He can even redeem the years. The Bible says that the caterpillar and the canker worm have eaten. You might be 65, 75, maybe 80 years old listening to this and maybe 40, whatever. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter your age. What matters right now is will you be faithful to the vision that God has given you? Will you be faithful to prayer? Will you be faithful to purity, to righteousness? We've got one opportunity. I want to read from 1 Timothy. And I want you to hear the words of Paul to his young protege, his spiritual son in the faith, Timothy, that, that, that he loves so much. I want you to listen. He says this, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching, and do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Listen to what he's saying. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress and verse 16, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I want you to hear the words of Paul. Paul is telling his spiritual son, Timothy, son, be faithful. Now, of course, Timothy was a young man, and maybe he was dealing with that reality, being in such a, a place of leadership there in Ephesus and dealing with false teachers and all these kind of things. But he's saying, forget the fact that you're young. The call of God's upon your life. You be faithful to steward what God has called you to do. You be faithful to the purposes of God. You see, listen, friend, when it comes to accomplishing something for God or when it comes to fulfilling the vision of God upon your life. It's not enough to just have the desire. It's not enough to just have potential. There are many people that had a lot of potential. I have watched students come through ministry schools over the years, and oftentimes, my wife and I were talking about this recently, the ones that we thought that were going to burn the world up for Jesus, they falter and they flake off or they fall away. They, they, they lose their stride in the midst of the race or right in the middle of the race. They, they fall away. But then there are some that in the natural, I would look at their lives and I'd be like, man, I, I really pray that they're able to fulfill the call of God. And some of those people have been in foreign nations now, some in jungle regions, some in dangerous parts of the world. Some of them have been there for 12, 15, 18 years, laying their lives down to reach the lost to make disciples to rescue orphans out of out of horrible situations to rescue kids out of human sex trafficking and they're making an eternal difference they're being faithful to the call upon their lives it's not about potential it's not about how we start there's a lot of people that start strong, and man, you can look at them, and you're like, man, this this girl or this guy, he's he's gonna make a difference. He's gonna be the next Billy Graham or or whatever. He's he's gonna change the world. You can start strong, you can start fast, but friend, that's not what God's asking. God's asking for faithfulness. 
God's asking for you to steward through a relationship with him. It's not just about your ability, your intelligence, your intellect, your Bible school training. All that can be fine. But listen, it's about your ability to walk with him because when you're faithful to be intimate with the Lord, when you're faithful to know him in the secret place, he is faithful to supply you the blueprints of the vision that he's given you. He doesn't just throw you out there and say, okay, wing it on your own. No, he says, I'm there with you. I'm close to you. I'm beside you. I am faithful to my calling upon your life. Be faithful, friend. Be faithful to the call of God. Be faithful to the purposes of God upon your life. Never get distracted from what God has called you to do. Listen, listen. History's full of people who could have, and that's the important thing to hear, who could have done something wonderful for God. However, they went to their grave, and their testimony, their legacy, is they could have done something for God if they would have been faithful to the call of God. I'm going to close with this, and I'm going to come back next week because I have so much more that I feel like I'm supposed to share on this subject, and I think it's important for you to hear. So listen, the difference between experiencing a longing to impact history and eternity for the Lord and actually doing it is the willingness to deliberately give ourselves to the call of God, to a vision that God has given us, a hunger for change, Despite what it costs us, despite where it takes us, we have to say, Lord Jesus, your will be done in my life. By life or by death, as Paul said in Philippians. Friend, that's the call of God. Hey, I love you today. I I pray that, that what you've heard today has impacted you, that your heart is stirred, that you feel challenged. I feel challenged, and I'm the one sharing this, but... Friend, we've got such a short, brief time. We've got such a short, brief time. Let's take advantage of the season that we're in. Do the works of Jesus in our generation and allow the Lord to perform His vision through our lives in Jesus' name. Listen, thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame. Let me invite you again this week to become a partner with us. We're reaching nations. We're reaching thousands of people each week. It does cost. um, It's not free. However, we know the investment is worth it. And, you know, it's people like you that really help us to do what we're doing. Um, We've got books coming out. Got another one that I'm working on right now that I look forward to releasing here soon. But but all these things, you know, that they do cost money, unfortunately, but they do. And, um, and the Lord uses people to, to partner with us. Some of those people are $20 a month, some $10 a month, some $100 a month. And, and, and everything makes a difference. So let me just invite you, if you want to stand with us, maybe with a one-time gift this week, or maybe become what we call our impact partners, those that, that stand with us month in and month out. And, and again, all the gifts are tax deductible, and we do provide proof of giving receipts. But if you want to stand with us, just simply go to keith-collins.org. That's keith-collins.org. There's a donate button there, and it'll take you right to the giving site. So, hey, listen, we love you. We appreciate you. 
please join me again next week, and I will conclude with part two of this, I believe, very important theme. God bless you in Jesus' name, and have a blessed week. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins. I want to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then please subscribe and listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about my ministry, please go to keith-collins.org or impactgf.org. Dot org.